evening, everybody. My name's Sam. I'm a grateful believer in Jesus Christ, and I'm in recovery from addiction. Hi, my name is Shaney. I'm a grateful believer, and I'm in recovery for past mental, physical, and sexual abuse. <laughs> Sam, will you pray for us? Uh, dear Heavenly Father, thank you for bringing us here tonight to share our story. Uh, please let someone here tonight hear how you, how you worked through us and uh, saved us and redeemed us and brought us to uh, just a totally different place than where we were uh, not that long ago. Uh, someone here, just a message of hope and recovery tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. Jason, congratulations, one year is awesome. That's important. And Josh is right, we're amazing. <laughs> Just kidding, not. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> All right. Like I said, my name's Sam. I'm a grateful believer in Jesus Christ and I'm celebrating recovery from addiction. My mom, my mom was 17 years old when she had me. Her and my dad divorced at such an early age, I have no memories of them being together at all. I lived with my mom and my grandmother, but my mom was rarely around. I never received the love from her that I desired. My grandmother was the one that took care of me and loved on me. Then one day when I was six years old, I was taken from the security of my grandmother to live with my dad, his new wife, and my new stepsister. We were a very dysfunctional family. Parties, drugs, alcohol, and physical abuse were the norm. We moved often, never staying anywhere for long. I went to 14 different schools that I can remember and I found it very hard to make friends as I was always a new kid in school. I was teased and picked on often for being skinny, having super curly hair and crooked teeth. This is where my insecurities began. When I got into, when I got into high school, things didn't change until one day a friend smoked a joint with me. I immediately found peace and comfort from myself. All my insecurities seemed to fade away. I felt more confident and outgoing instantly. This was my escape from reality, and harder drugs would soon follow. Just out of high school, my stepmom committed suicide, one month, and one month later, my dad had passed away. And once again, I had found comfort in drugs and sank deeper into my addiction. I moved in, I moved to Modesto, and I met a girl. This relationship quickly became chaotic This relationship quickly became chaotic. We had a baby girl and I thought she would be the reason I got my act together. I stayed in the relationship for a long time thinking things would change and get better. But if nothing changes, nothing changes. And I certainly wasn't changing. Proverbs 26:11 says, as a dog returns to his vomit, so a fool repeats his foolishness. I left that relationship and continued to get involved in toxic relationships not realizing that I was the common denominator in all of them. Then one day at the mall, I met an amazing, beautiful woman. Her name was Shaney. 
Much like Sam, I too grew up in an abusive environment where alcohol was the answer. I was abused and raped by the time I was 11. I tried to be perfect so that I would receive some positive attention, but I was always left feeling like I was in the way and that I didn't belong. I had a severe speech problem when I was little and people could never understand what I was saying. I now realize that this is when I begin to withdraw. I would always just stand back and try to be invisible so that I didn't have to talk to anyone. I felt unworthy, unloved, and unwanted. My first memory of experiencing freedom from these feelings was when I got drunk for the first time at the age of seven. <clears throat> this was the beginning of my self-destructive behaviors. For many years, I used alcohol, drugs, and attention from guys to fulfill my desire to fit in and be wanted. This just led to deeper darkness as I kept finding myself in abusive relationships that fed into my insecurities. By the age of 20, I was married with two children. Throughout this marriage, I was abused physically and sexually, sexually, cheated on and controlled in every way possible. I finally gained the courage to leave them in an attempt to protect my children. I did not want them to grow up as I did, <laughs> thinking that this was the way a man is to treat a woman. This was a turning point in my life. I was determined to never be a victim again. I built up walls to protect myself and pushed everyone out. I was determined to never allow anyone to control or harm me or my children again. I immediately fell back into my old behaviors, seeking comfort in alcohol and men. I was using people for what they could give me, and when I was done, I pushed them away. Then came a man at the mall. He was lighthearted, and he made me laugh. You forgot the good-looking part. <laughs> Shaney, thank you. Shaney was different from any woman I had ever met. She was a great mom and her kids loved her. We went out as friends at first and partied together, then we became roommates and eventually a couple. I was sure she would be the one to take care of me and fix all of my problems. We had... Sorry. We had been dating for a while and things were going well, so I asked her to marry me and she said yes and we married in June of 2000. I was married to a beautiful, amazing woman who loved me for me. We did lots of family activities together. We did Taekwondo, went camping often and made trip after trip to the ocean. Everything was perfect, except for one thing, and that was me. When I asked our kids to do something, they very rarely ever did what I asked. I would ask them again with the same response. Oh, dang it. With the same response and then a shorter, then a shorter period, I would lose my temper. I would blow up and become verbally abusive, yelling, cussing, screaming, so that they could hear me. Uh, I, did what I, saw, I, I did what I saw as a child rather than being a loving and understanding parent. I had no idea how to be a parent and acted the same way that my parents did with me. Our parents would always, our parents, our kids would always tell their mom and why wouldn't they? And she would always side with them and wouldn't listen to me. And I thought I was a good dad because I was not physically abusive. Although we argued often, I thought things were great. 
It's how I grew up and it seemed totally normal to me. But I was failing as a husband and as a parent. So I returned to the comfort once again. I turned to the comfort of drugs once again. It didn't take long to become completely dependent on drugs with nobody knowing it. And way over my head, once again, I prayed and asked God for help, but he did not answer. One day, after fishing with my mom and my son, I came home thinking my secret was safe for one more day. Then my wife called me into the bedroom. She pulled back the covers on the bed, and there was all my drugs and paraphernalia. My heart sank. I was caught. I felt the lowest that I had ever felt in my life. The hurt in my wife's eyes was the worst. I had never meant to hurt anyone, but I did. She asked me to pack my stuff and to move. I packed and I said goodbye, but I made sure to grab the shoes at the bottom of the closet. She didn't find the bag of dope or the pipe that was left in them. I was already kicked out, so what's it gonna hurt to get high one more time? I went to my aunt's and my mom's house out in Stockton, but before I got there, I knew what I had to do. I took the dope and the pipe and I threw it out into a field and started day one. So from the outside, we appeared to be this happy little family, but from the, in the inside, we were dysfunctional and abusive in our behaviors. I was extremely controlling and did not allow my husband to have a voice. The kids followed my example and rarely showed Sam any respect. Anytime that he would argue with them, I would side with them regardless if they were right or not, because I thought that I needed to protect them. Yet I struggled with anger and distrust and would often explode cussing and yelling because I felt like I wasn't being heard. I have spanked my children in the midst of this anger, letting them know how disappointed I was. I blamed Sam for the chaos in our home, not because he was any worse than I was, but because it was easier to look at his faults rather than face my own. But the truth is I caused my family great harm, creating in them the same feelings that I had felt for so many years, feelings of not being good enough. Sam reminds me that it wasn't all bad, and he's right. We did have a lot of good times, but more times than not, within those good times, I felt that same tension that I felt as a little girl, just waiting for the next explosion. I always felt like I needed to be a mediator between my husband and my children. Things progressed over the years to a point where I just wanted to run. The arguments in our home became louder and more abusive. Sam and I would go to bed at night without speaking a word to one another. I threatened divorce because I was so tired of fighting. Then on my 41st birthday, after a day of fighting, we came to church, and through tears I prayed along with Pastor Rick and accepted Jesus as my Lord and Savior. I was starting to realize that I needed something different. I was exploring what this meant to my life, and then came the moment that changed everything. On February 12, 2011, I discovered that my husband was an addict and he was deep in his addiction. God found me on my knees this day, exhausted, confused, and desperate. So I moved to my aunt's out in Stockton and went through the detox process. That was no fun. While at church, I heard several times about this place called Celebrate Recovery, right here at the church. Feeling totally lost and completely hopeless, I asked my uncle if he would take me. He said yes, and the first Tuesday after being asked to leave my home, I attended my first CR meeting. 
I was not feeling good, but the worship music made me feel better and was the main reason I kept coming back at the beginning. It gave me a feeling of hope. After a while, I got into a treatment program because I thought that would get my wife back. I did my 28 days and was graduating from the program. My wife came for the graduation with the kids and I was excited to go home. She let me know that I was not going home with them. That was another blow. Why can't I go home? I did the program. I'm not, I'm okay now. I am cured. This was it. My marriage was over. I thought that since I had been away from the house for a couple months that, and that I had completed a program that I was entitled to be able to come home. She had no idea the amount of stress I was under. Nowhere to go, no one to comfort me, nothing. I moved into a sober living house in Modesto and started attending NA meetings regularly. I went to 90 meetings in 90 days. I got a sponsor and I started working the steps. Then one night at church, Luis Pulau was there as a guest speaker. At the end of his sermon, he asked if anybody wanted to accept Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. I closed my eyes and I said the prayer and I accepted him as my Lord and Savior that night. Nothing exciting happened, I didn't feel different, and my wife still wouldn't let me come home. But I did leave with the feeling of hope and peace. Okay, my husband is an addict. It made perfect sense. The sleepless nights, the mood swings, the things missing from our home, and the undeniable distance that had built up between us. So I made it my personal challenge to fix him so that I could be okay. I did my research on meth addicts, which by the way, I wouldn't suggest to anyone. I kept track of how many meetings he was attending, where he was going, who he was talking to. And through all of this, I claimed that I was not codependent. <laughs> As Sam complained about his living situation, I was breaking the news to our children that their father was an addict. And as he complained about how bad the rehab was, I was struggling with how I was going to pay the bills. And as he complained about not being able to return home, I was praying for patience. Our whole family started attending recovery meetings. Our children were able to come to us and be honest about their own struggles and that they needed recovery for themselves. Even though the circumstances were not ideal, God was using it to make our family stronger. Um, after five months into Sam's recovery, he had open heart surgery. He was in the hospital for over a week when he was released. I reluctantly agreed to let him come back into our home. Things were very awkward and uncomfortable. We had no intimate contact and I even made him sleep on top of the covers when we went to bed at night. I was still very angry. I was angry that my husband was an addict. I had no idea how I was going to get through it, but God was working on me. With time, I slowly started seeing those good qualities in my husband again and found that I was falling back in love with this man who was changing before my eyes. We were still attending meetings, but I remained in denial until the day that my daughter brought me home the pamphlet for emotional, physical, and sexual abuse. This changed my world. Through tears, I finally admitted that I had some real issues and that I needed help. This was day one of my recovery. Nobody else's, just mine. 
It was cold sleeping on those covers. <laughs> After a while, I started attending small group. I got a Celebrate Recovery sponsor and I started, I got into a step study. We met every week and went over my homework. I found freedom from doing the work. I also found it to be very humbling. I had spent most of my life playing the victim role and blaming everyone and everything for my life, for why my life was so bad. I attempted many times to fix myself and I always returned to drugs. Nothing worked for me, but doing step work was changing me. I had started and completed a step study and things started changing all around me. There have been many struggles along this road to recovery. At just five months clean, I was in the hospital having difficulty breathing. They found blockages in my arteries and scheduled open heart surgery. What? I was an addict and I would do whatever I had to to get my drugs, including faking injuries and exaggerating the amount of pain I was in to get more pain meds or just to get refills. I started questioning, how hard is it to breathe? How much pressure is in my chest? Is it really that bad? Maybe it wasn't real. Turns out it was real and they did open heart surgery on me. Shaney let me come home, take care of me during the recovery process. I was, happy to, I was happy I was going home, back to my house. That is until I got there. We were very distant and awkward. All the, door, all the locks in the house had been changed and padlocks were put on the gate and sheds. Not to keep others out, but to keep me out. I felt like a total stranger in my own home. It was painful and very awkward, but we began to work on our marriage. Shenny and I have grown so much since this journey began. It took a while and lots and lots of work on both our parts, but our marriage is changing for the better. Our marriage was changing for the better. Uh, we've become the best of friends and enjoy being around each other. Our family has also grown in great ways. Sure, we have our disagreements, but we have love and respect for each other and we have way more fun than ever before maybe because I'm becoming a better version of myself. We, talked to each, we all talk to each other and apply what we've learned through recovering. I wish I could say it's all because of our awesomeness, but it's all because of God, and we know it. We do our best. Yep. <laughs> we do our best to put God first in all we do each day. First, mm. we, we do our best to put God first in all we do, and each day we grow closer as a couple and a, as a family. Shani and I were asked to serve at the front doors as greeters, and we did that for a long time. We have facilitated step studies, and now we do the first time guest group, or the first time guest group once a month showing others the changes God has made in our lives. Being of service keeps us accountable and allows us to give back. Things certainly have changed since that, the day that Shaney had found out about my addiction. I thought that was it, end of story, marriage over and family gone. But God had a different plan. He is the one writing the story. If you would have told me 12 years, 11 months and 24 days ago that my marriage and my relationship with our kids would be what it is today, I would have laughed at you or I would have laughed it off and said you were crazy and probably would have blamed God for the reason it was so bad to begin with. Seven years ago, we went on our wedding anniversary to a small place that we love called Dillon Beach. While there, 
Shaney, the one who threatened me with divorce and asked me to leave the house, got down on one knee and asked me if I would marry her again. Um, tears in my eyes, I said yes. She had the whole day planned. Our kids and family were on their way to the beach where our son remarried us. It was a dream wedding. This is a marriage and a family restored as a result of Celebrate Recovery and God's great plan. Now that I realized that I needed recovery for myself, I jumped in with both feet. I wanted some of the changes that I was seeing in Sam. I went to small, the small group for emotional, physical, and sexual abuse and shared my struggles on the topic that night, boundaries. I used to believe that boundaries were to keep all people out so that I could stay safe. I would soon learn that boundaries were actually the tools that I would use to form healthy relationships. Five days after starting small group, I walked into my first step study. Soon after that, I got a sponsor. It was through my first step study where I learned who God truly was. He was the peace and contentment that I had been searching for my entire life. I found hope in his promises of faithfulness, forgiveness, and love. He freely offered these things to me. It was not a performance-based love. Once I started believing in these promises, he helped me with the healing process of working through all my fears, shame, and guilt. One of the most important things that I learned was how to love myself. I no longer live in the victim mentality that I used to use to justify my ungodly behaviors. I no longer listen to the voices that tell me that I'm not good enough, and I no longer find my worth in what others think or say of me. I am his precious child, and I have found great peace and acceptance in this knowledge. My walk with Christ was growing, and my life was starting to change. My, rela my relationship with this guy had already started improving when he started his recovery. But when I, too, started working on my own self, we grew even closer. I learned that he was not the only problem in our marriage <laughs> and that I caused great harm to him and our children. Today, our marriage is based on love, honesty, and trust. This did not happen overnight, and it was not just handed to us. It took a lot of work. We have attended many marriage events, one of them being the Fight for Your Marriage class that Scott and Susie led here at Big Valley. I attended this class because it was suggested to us, but I honestly didn't think we really needed it because our marriage had improved so much, but I was wrong. This class opened my eyes to my dysfunction in our marriage. Through this class and the tools that we have received here at CR, we have learned how to live together in a healthy manner, how to listen to one another, agree to disagree, and communicate what we're feeling instead of running when things are stressful. We have to practice what we have learned and forgive each other along the way because we are definitely not perfect. And after 24 years of marriage, we have this incredible friendship and an amazing love that just keeps growing because we work at it every single day. Today, my husband and I encourage and support each other and we try to enjoy every moment that God gives us, which usually means he acts goofy and I laugh at him. <laughs> not the case. Now we have had our share of struggles along with victories. My mom passed away early on in my recovery and my mother-in-law passed away just a couple years ago. 
I miss them both more and more every day. Then a few years ago, while having a heart cath done, I had a heart attack. But fortunately, I was on the table when it happened, so I survived. I'm here. My doctor suggested that I go on a plant-based diet. So, with my wife's help, we both went vegan. I had, uh, I had blood work done a few months later, and it was great. My cholesterol was normal, the diet was working. My wife, also on the same diet, wanted to have hers checked, as her cholesterol was always bad also. She wanted to hear how good her cholesterol was, but instead she received a phone call informing her that she had cancer, chronic myeloid leukemia. I'm not the one with cancer, but this is my biggest struggle so far. Actually, it was my biggest struggle, but watching how she handles it is encouraging. She says it has brought her closer to God, and now I realize that it is also bringing me closer to God. She knows God is using her for his good and perfect will. She is a beast. These are things that would have caused me to relapse long ago, but this place is filled with miracles happening daily, and you are one of them. God is here. He is in this place. As Sam has shared, we have had our... We have had our share of struggles in this journey together, but God uses these moments to pull us closer to him, which pulls Sam and I closer together. We share our struggles with you, not to receive sympathy, but to draw your attention to our Heavenly Father. If you look at our life today, you see him, his strength. What would have broken us before recovery, he has used to make us stronger. We laugh together every day and have a joy in our hearts that only he can provide. We may not be as physically strong as we once were, but our spiritual strength is so much stronger than I ever knew <laughs> was possible. And for that, I am thankful. He answered my prayer for more time together, not because we deserve it, but because he is not done writing our story yet. Matthew 19:26. With man, this is impossible, but with, with God, all things are possible. I love that quote. If you are new, please keep coming back. You are the most important person here at Celebrate Recovery, and Celebrate Recovery does work. So work it because you're worth it. If you've been here for a while, please keep coming back. If it wasn't for the people who were here before us to guide us, we would not be standing here or sitting here together, <laughs> excited about our marriage and seeking God through it all. Thank you for letting us share our story with you. I'm Scott. I'm a grateful believer in Jesus Christ. I'm in recovery from sex addiction and compulsive overeating. Hey, I got blessed today. I got to have lunch with Sam. Uh, we went to our normal sushi hangout, and I get my normal roll, but when he went vegan, he had to switch his up. He couldn't get the fish in there, and it's telling you my roll's better. <laughs> I'm um, uh, but no, uh, if you don't know Sam and Shaney, uh, at one point they were on our, uh, one point they were on our leadership team here and what a huge blessing they are. And if you don't know them, you need to get to know them. Um, you want to hang with the winners. 
And that's, those are winners. Those are winners. Um, next Wednesday is Valentine's Day. And I hear a lot of stories, or Single Awareness Day, sorry. Um, <laughs> but I hear a lot of stories of people coming in the rooms and uh, the horror stories of relationships not working, not working, not working. And I want to give you hope. That if you're married and your marriage is struggling, there is hope. And we just heard from a couple. That's one of many couples around this room. That there's hope. Just keep working the program. It works if you work it. So work it because you're worth it. And work it because your marriage is worth it. And I just want to encourage you with that. If you're online right now, um, you heard two stories of people that received Christ. Uh, and uh, one of them was uh, through Rick. And they, I know they've listened to Rick a lot. And uh, uh, I just encourage you, keep doing what you're doing. Um, but let's give you guys the focus question right now. And it is this, how do you practice recovery in all your affairs not just when you need it or when you're when you messed up but how do you practice this in your day-to-day -day life in all aspects of your life like they have and like they're doing but uh let's stand and let's close with the serenity prayer tonight god grant me the serenity to accept the things i cannot change the courage to change the things i can and the wisdom living one day at a time, enjoying one moment at a time, accepting hardship as a pathway to peace, taking as Jesus did the sinful world as it is, not as I would have it, trusting that you will make all things right if I surrender to your will so that I may be reasonably happy in this life and supremely happy with you forever the next. Amen.